am so glad today that God saved me. I've been baptized in his name, in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I've been uh, uh, walking in the newness of life. God has made me a new creation in him. I've been justified through his righteousness by his blood. I've received his unmerited favor. I'm so glad that God sanctified me and set me apart for his use. I'm so glad that I have the promise of eternal life. And I know today that heaven belongs to me. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. Hallelujah. If I live according to his word, that I will reign in heaven with him. I'm just so glad that I serve the Lord today because he is so good to me. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask that you stand a few minutes as we read the word. I'm asked for your prayers. We're going to be reading from Genesis chapter four, verses four through 11, and then uh, Romans chapter three, verses 23 through 25. Amen. Genesis chapter four and the word reads and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to his brother his able, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother, Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Romans chapter three, verses 23 through 25. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. Amen. You may be seated. May God add a blessing to the reader of the word and all of the readers. Amen. The blood still speaks. The blood still speaks. Blood is important. It's one of the most essential elements of the human body. The blood has various functions. It it has meanings that involve, that is profound to various aspects of our physical life and particularly human life. 
the lack of blood speaks to our death. The blood has many different functions. It transports oxygen to all of the cells, all the tissues in our lungs and throughout our body. It carries antibodies to ward off diseases and uh, infection. It forms clots to uh, present ex- prevent excessive blood loss. And various tests of the blood can reveal the condition of vital organs in our body. It can diagnose diseases and reveal medical risk factors. We're talking about the blood today. And so when we think about the blood, um, we recognize the blood is so significant. It was in always in God's plan. The blood is in God's plan. It has significance in the word of God. In God's plan, uh, the, the, the blood is, is regarded as sacred. It's regarded as uh, the, the scripture says for life, for the blood is in the life. How many are praying for me today? Its meaning has profound, profound relevance to how God wants to transform our human existence. And in the Old Testament, the Jews were taught to respect the blood. They were taught in their civil laws and in their dietary laws. And in the scripture that we read today, in this account, we have two brothers that were working at their profession. Cain was a worker of the ground and Abel was a keeper of the sheep. Both brought their offerings to the Lord, but God did not accept Cain's offering. And the narrative doesn't really explain why that uh, Cain's offering was not acceptable. But we know that uh, Cain was aware of God's displeasure. And Cain was angry with his brother Abel. And he was angry with God because, because God did not accept the fruit of his offering. God warned Cain that sin was waiting to overtake him if he did not change his ways. Instead of Cain repenting, Instead of him coming to God with a contrite heart and bringing an acceptable offering to God, he planned and contemplated the murder of his brother. The Bible says they spoke, I believe, that Cain lured his brother out to the field uh, away from any witnesses. I believe that perhaps he wanted to show him uh, his fruit and rant about why God did not accept his offering. And Cain, he already planned this murder in his heart because he had murder is with malice and intent. It is with forethought because he planned it out. He killed Abel on the spot and he tried to hide the evidence by burying Abel in the ground. When God asked Cain about Abel's whereabouts, Cain lied and then made a joke about it. And he said, uh, I don't know where he is. Is this my, is this my day to watch him? <laughs> is this my day to see what, where he is? But, um, we know that, uh, he slew his brother 
And the Lord said to him, what have you done? You were the last person seen with him. And, and I know you did something because I hear his blood crying from the ground. And I can see Eve, the mother of these two boys. That I can see her looking for her son and no doubt knowing that uh, Abel had been slain and she's no doubt walking out in the field and she's grieving the loss of both sons because she knows that uh, either way it's a loss. She's emotionally torn because Eve is, is lost Abel to death and she understands that Cain is also going to be, she's going to lose him to the consequence of his sin. And no doubt Eve's heart ached and she know that Abel was going to have to pay the penalty for her son. And who will he be killed? She no doubt didn't know what's going to happen to him. Will he be killed? What grave penalty will he suffer for his actions? And, and the Bible lets us know that Abel's blood said, I have been unjustly murdered. Cain is the guilty party and he deserves to die for that crime. He deserves to die. Now Cain had brought up on himself the blood guilt and the blood guilt. This is a type of guilt that is incurred by deliberate taking of someone's life. It's intentional murder of a person who did not deserve to die. The criminal or the perpetrator was to be handed over to the avenger of blood to die. And when the murder is known, like in Cain's situation, the community shared the guilt of the murder until the guilty party paid the penalty of the death. And I don't know, maybe uh, Eve was also thinking if, if Cain, I mean, if Abel doesn't serve his penalty, if he does, he tries to escape this penalty, this is all upon us as well. And according to the old, the law in the Old Testament, after Canaan, according to the laws of Moses, there was established a system in to deal with murderers. And there was established a system in God's plan of redemption. God established the chain of custody. And this is what I want you to understand today. I don't know about you, but I like to watch forensic exam, for, forensic files that show forensic files and they show you every step that, uh, it, uh, that's been transpired in order to find and search out the criminal that committed a crime and committed the murder. And so during an, a, a forensic investigation, when investigating a crime, blood samples are collected. And various trained personnels are, are in, responsible for the blood samples. And it, starting with law enforcement to train uh, technicians and intake personnel that documents the receipt of the blood samples. And the lab te- technicians and the scientists, all that handle the blood, each one has to document that they received the sample. And each one has to document that nothing else contaminated the sample and that they're the ones and when it was passed off that's documented and this is systematically done as they pass the blood sample along from one uh, personnel to the to another and this is to ensure that there was no contamination or no tampering with the evidence so that the real perpetrator is rightfully convicted Because when the trial occurs, the blood is going to tell the story. 
the factual truth about the crime is going to be told. The blood will identify the victims of the crime, absolving the innocent and leading to the prosecution of the perpetrators. And so when God uh, uh, sent his son, hallelujah, and when he, when he sent his son Jesus into the world, he established a chain of custody. Hallelujah. When the avenger of blood, uh, when uh, in the Old Testament laws, when a person was killed by malice and forethought and intent, the, the, the avenger of blood or a kinsman redeemer was responsible for protecting that relative. They had to be a relative of the victim. They had to be the one that redeems the uh, uh, victim. And whatever happened, whatever the crime was, they had to make it right. The avenger of blood prevented the shedding of innocent blood. The avenger is not only responsible for buying back whatever was lost, but they are also responsible for taking the life of the murderer and receiving the restitution for the crimes of the deceased relative. They were responsible for whatever was stolen from the families to be restored. They were responsible that if uh, uh, relatives were sold into slavery to buy them back. They were responsible for taking care of the widows. And we, like Cain, were all born into a fallen world. We are resigned to participate in a degenerate existence with no hope of recovery. David said it this way, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. The pain of sin and death immediately attached itself to us and put us on a path of eternal damnation. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul uses a number of descriptors for our sinful condition. He said we're enslaving ourselves to the devil to have debased mind, unrighteousness, evil, covetous, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. We're gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithful, heart, faithless, heartless, and ruthless apart from God apart from the blood of Jesus Christ we are all doomed to spend eternity in hell we, we are all doomed but Romans 3 chapter 3 says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we are justified by his grace as a gift we are made like we never even committed the sin We're justified through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation for his, by his blood. We, the propitiation is what appeases God because we know that God cannot sin. He cannot be touched by sin. He doesn't cause anybody to sin. Hallelujah. But the propitiation pleased God. Hallelujah. When Christ died for our sins. God, Christ shed his blood because of his desire to transform our human existence. The blood of Jesus provides the only solution to our greatest problem. Jesus knew about the meaning of the blood guilt 
When Jesus was on trial and crowds asked for the release of Barabbas and he was on the cross and the crowd asked for the release of Barabbas who was a murderer and they said, let his blood just release him. We don't want Jesus release Barabbas and let his blood be upon us. And Jesus looked at them and he's with sorrow because he recognized hallelujah that they didn't know the ramifications of what they were asking for they didn't understand hallelujah the gravity of their request they were asking let we will take the penalty for Barabbas sin we will take let his blood be upon us we will take the penalty whatever that is but they didn't understand that they were asking God to condemn them to an eternal death they didn't understand hallelujah the gravity and the seriousness of their request hallelujah but Romans tells us hallelujah 5 and 8 says but God showed his love to us while we were still sinners he Christ died and therefore we are now justified by his blood we much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God for while we were enemies we were reconciled we were restored back into the relationship with Christ hallelujah and they didn't understand but Jesus knew and that's why he looked down and he said father forgive them for they know what not what they do they don't know what they're saying hallelujah they don't understand hallelujah that when you have the sin upon you for murder and the sin hallelujah of the world hallelujah when you say it I'll take that penalty upon myself you ask it for eternal damnation hallelujah but God did not leave humanity without hope hallelujah to suffer in eternal damnation he had a plan of redemption and the plan is in his blood hallelujah the plan hallelujah is in the blood of Christ there is a trail of blood that runs throughout the Bible starting in the garden of Eden. Hallelujah. And it flows to every generation and every age. Hallelujah. The Old Testament instructed how animals were to be sacrificed and their blood was to be shed. Hallelujah. And at the end of each year, when it was time for Passover, a quarter of a million lambs had been slain, one for each family. And this only served as an example, pointing to a, a pattern established a pattern of what Jesus planned to do for us hallelujah he planned to become the lamb of God and shed his blood for all mankind until Christ died the blood of our sins hallelujah the our sins hallelujah wherever before us until Christ died the blood said hallelujah our sins hallelujah have condemned us to eternal damnation until Christ died hallelujah and shed his blood the blood said hallelujah there was no hope until Christ died for our sins the blood said hallelujah we could not escape the penalty of death 
Hallelujah. But in the fullness of time, hallelujah, God sent his son. Hallelujah. He was the son of God. So he was all God, but he's also the son of man. Hallelujah. He became my kinsman redeemer. Hallelujah. He took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He humbled himself and became obedient even unto the cross. Hallelujah. He understands my weakness. He understands my frailties. He knows that I'm going to be sinning down the road. He knows the mistakes that I'm going to make. Hallelujah. He knows all about it and yet he died. Hebrews chapter 4 says we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Hallelujah. But in every like manner. Hallelujah. He's tempted just like we but yet without sin. Hallelujah. He incurred upon himself the blood guilt. Hallelujah. And this is the chain of custody right here. Hallelujah. He was my kinsman redeemer. He took upon himself the blood guilt. He came to redeem me from the grips of sin. He incurred upon himself the blood guilt. For our sake he made himself to be sin. He who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the right righteousness of God. Hallelujah. He suffered the penalty of the blood guilt. Hallelujah. He took upon himself. He became that lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. When Jesus died on the cross and when he took upon himself the sins of the world hallelujah because we deserve to die hallelujah you remember what he said upon the cross at that point hallelujah when he took upon himself the sins hallelujah of the world and God can't be touched by sin he said my God my God why hast thou forsaken me hallelujah hallelujah here comes the good part and then he died and he was buried and rose after three days from the tomb hallelujah and here's the good part and while he was in that tomb for three days I believe that he had a confrontation with the enemy I believe that he had hallelujah discussion with the devil hallelujah and the devil said hallelujah these souls belong to me hallelujah because they were born in sin Hallelujah. And Jesus said, and I'm just paraphrasing, I'm reading between the lines. Hallelujah. I redeemed them. I bought them with my own blood. Hallelujah. Satan said, but I I enslaved them. I shackled them. They have no control. Hallelujah. Over what they do. They got a sin. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, they're my children. Hallelujah. They can wear my name. Hallelujah. They can be called by my name. Hallelujah. And down there in that tomb, after three days, Jesus rose from the grave. And then he became my avenger. Hallelujah. He was my kinsman redeemer. He took upon himself the blood guilt hallelujah he now he's my avenger hallelujah because he's related to me in the flesh only the avenger can be related to you hallelujah they had 
to be your brother, your cousin. Hallelujah. Jesus was related to me. Hallelujah. Because he was a son of man, born of a woman. Hallelujah. He was related to me and he purchased me back from the grips of Satan. He received the retribution from my sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then hallelujah he became my high priest and my mediator hallelujah he carried the blood the blood that he took upon the blood that he took upon himself hallelujah the blood guilt hallelujah not only did he take the sin upon himself but he also became my kinsman redeemer hallelujah the blood never left Jesus hand even though he had different roles he still had the blood and then he became a high priest and mediator he carried that blood to heaven and back to the mercy seat he carried the blood that speaks for me hallelujah that's why he told Mary in John 20 hallelujah after he rose from the dead he said don't touch me hallelujah I have not yet ascended to my father I don't want you to contaminate the sample. I don't want you to contaminate the evidence because the blood that I took to the grave, hallelujah, it's been changed. It's been transformed. Hallelujah. It's something new. It's the blood. Hallelujah. The blood used to say you are guilty. You're a sinner. You're eternally, uh, you're doomed for eternal damnation. Hallelujah. But in that grave, he came up and the blood said, hallelujah, you have eternal salvation. You are redeemed. You no longer have to belong to the devil. Hallelujah. You're now my child. Hallelujah. And so he told Mary, don't touch me, Mary. Hallelujah. Because I haven't yet ascended to my father. You can't contaminate this sample. I'm not going to let you tamper with the evidence. Hallelujah. Because the blood said something different now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood hit the mercy seat. Hallelujah. And on that day, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, it failed. Hallelujah. On that day. Hallelujah. And then Matthew 22 and 44, after Jesus took the blood as my high priest and mediator to the mercy seat, he said, then God said, the Lord said to my Lord, now sit at the right hand I will until I put the enemies under your feet hallelujah hallelujah the blood the blood speaks for me hallelujah the blood speaks for you the blood of Christ hallelujah the blood hallelujah said hallelujah when we were in our sins the blood said you're guilty hallelujah but now the blood says you're justified hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. The blood, hallelujah. When you're buried with him by baptism, when you're buried with Christ, 
hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. That's why it's important to go down in the name of Jesus. Just like Christ went in the tomb for three days, hallelujah, and transformed the blood. Hallelujah. The blood says something different now. Hallelujah. It no longer says you're guilty, but when you rise up in the newness of life, it says you're clean. The blood says, hallelujah, you're a new creation in Christ. The blood says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. The blood says, hallelujah, hallelujah. The blood is a tangible power. Hallelujah. In both the physical and the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. The blood says, hallelujah. If you apply the blood of Christ to your daily life, hallelujah. The blood is your protection. The blood has the power to set you free. The blood provides everything you need. The shedding of Christ's blood is essential to our walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. The blood says, Hallelujah. Satan is a defeated foe. He no longer has any authority over me. The blood says, hallelujah, when you go and when you come, you no longer have to use your name. Hallelujah. But you you use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The blood intercedes for me. The blood is my attorney and it pleads my case. Hallelujah. The blood is my covering and it's my protection the blood the blood hallelujah when I have no voice the blood speaks for me the blood speaks it will always have the last word hallelujah come on somebody give God a hand praise the blood the blood it went through the chain of custody and every step of the way, Jesus, he, he never lost sight of the blood. Every step of the way, it was protected. Hallelujah. But something miraculous happened. Hallelujah. In that tomb. Hallelujah. When Jesus was in the grave three days, he rose up. Hallelujah. With the blood having a new DNA. Cause you know your blood can take, oh glory. You know the blood can identify who your parents are. And the devil said, you know they belong to me. They got my DNA. And Jesus said, no, I'm changing it right now. The DNA, because now it says they're my children. They're called by my name. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood still speaks. Hallelujah. Look into Jesus, the founder, the perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy that, hallelujah, who for the joy that was set before him, hallelujah, he endured the cross, despising the shame, hallelujah, hallelujah, while he was on that cross, he suffered, he endured those many stripes, he endured the beating, he endured, hallelujah, the fatigue and the loss of blood and fluid from his body, he endured persecution, he endured a, a rejection, 
He endured, he endured death. Hallelujah. All because of the joy that was set before him because he knew that the blood was going to allow us to receive him. The blood was going to change us. The blood is going to say something different. And so when he goes, hallelujah, before the father and he took that blood and put it on the mercy seat. Hallelujah. He said, the blood says they're justified. Hallelujah. The blood says they're justified. The blood says they're sinless. The blood says they're clean. The blood says you're righteous. The blood says you're holy. The blood says you're sanctified. The blood says you're dedicated. The blood says you're a new creature. The blood said, hallelujah, I belong to him. The blood, the blood still speaks. Just like, hallelujah, Cain's blood spoke from the ground. Hallelujah, in the natural, it speaks. Even today, the blood speaks. But the blood of Christ speaks about you. It's still speaking about you. It's not just happened over 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. But it's speaking right now. The The song says it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood, the blood that gives me strength. Hallelujah. It will never, never lose its power. The blood is still speaking today. I don't care what the enemy comes when the enemy comes against you the blood is speaking hallelujah all you have to do is just plead the blood in the name of Jesus when the enemy is trying to make you think and make you believe because you made that mistake yesterday and last week and I know how he'll do he'll come to you and say yeah you messed up you just left church last Sunday and tomorrow, and Monday you cursing somebody out say the blood of Jesus Jesus, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus covers my life. Lord, help me and repent, but covered by the blood, because the scripture lets me know if you confess your sins, hallelujah, he is able to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and just say the blood of Jesus, the enemy will try to make you believe that you have another identity, but just plead the blood, hallelujah. The enemy will try to make you believe that you're beyond hope and you're beyond help. Just plead the blood of Jesus. Satan, you're a lie. The blood of Jesus. The enemy will make you try to make you believe that there's no future and no hope in your life. Just say the blood of Jesus. When the enemy comes in like a flood, hallelujah, just say the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand praise. The blood, it speaks today. I'm almost done. The blood is still speaking. It's still speaking. That's why you have to have the covering of the blood through the baptism of Jesus' name. 
and the infilling of the Holy Ghost because you're covered by the blood. The blood says, I'm victorious. The blood says, I'm, I have conquered the enemy. The blood says, my debt is paid in full. The blood says, I'm justified like I never even sinned. The blood said, I'm spared from God's wrath. The blood says, I'm spiritually alive. The blood says, I am cleansed. The blood says, I am no longer under the curse of the law. The blood says, I have moved from the enemy's kingdom into the kingdom of God. I got a new address today. Hallelujah. I don't live where I used to live. Hallelujah. I don't dwell where I used to dwell. Hallelujah. I got a new area code. I got a new zip code and it's in the kingdom of God. The blood says I have gained unmerited favor. The blood says I have been declared righteous. The blood says I have been justified as though I never sinned. The blood says I'm able to come close to God. Hallelujah. I can have union with God. The blood says my redemption will never perish. The blood says Jesus testifies on my behalf that I am clean. The blood says I am free. The blood says I'm protected from judgment. Hallelujah. The blood says I am freed from a conscience defied by guilt. And let me tell you this one thing. If anything comes to you or says anything to you to make you feel guilty, that is of the devil. That is not God. Guilt is of the devil. Conviction is from the Spirit of God. Conviction means you see what you're wrongdoing and you turn and make it right. Guilt keeps you in the past. Guilt keeps you down and depressed and full of regret. But the blood says, I am free of guilt. The blood says I'm free of judgment. The blood says I am no longer condemned. The blood says I've been separated from the world and dedicated to God. The blood says I'm holy. The blood says I can enter into his presence. I can enter into the holies of holies without guilt and condemnation because I belong there. The blood says it. The blood is still speaking today. The blood is still speaking. The blood is still speaking over your life. The blood of Jesus is still speaking over your life. Those of you that's been baptized in Jesus name and have the Holy Ghost, the blood is speaking for you. Those that's not saved, you have the opportunity for the blood to intercede on your behalf. And the blood still may be, because you're here today. You're here today, and you're here for a reason. The blood is speaking, and it's still speaking. It never loses its power. I don't care, I don't care how many generations it's been since Christ died and shed his blood, and he took upon us, the, on himself, the sins of the world, and he went down in a grave and came up where Mary couldn't even touch him. The blood says, for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross because he knew he's going to, he's going to get to God and say, these, they're clean. They're justified. They're redeemed. I, I know what Satan used to say. I know what their condition was, but that's not now. That's not now. 
That's not today. The blood still speaks. Come on, give God a hand praise. Is there someone today that wants to have the blood of Jesus applied to your life and to your heart? God wants to put you on a new path, change your direction, change your outlook and your perspective on life. He wants to give you a new address. You no longer have to live defeated, conquered, depressed, oppressed. But your new address in the kingdom of God is victorious. Now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Your address is victorious, victory street in the kingdom of God. Your address is joy. And life, life, abundant life and life everlasting. The blood speaks. Amen. The blood speaks. The blood still speaks. Give God a hand praise. Amen. If you could stand today, amen. What an awesome message. Hallelujah. The blood still speaks. As she said, Abel's blood called out for vengeance. Called out for vengeance and justice. I'm so glad that Jesus' blood, it says in Hebrews, speaks a better word. And it speaks mercy and grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It speaks mercy and grace today. These altars are open. Amen. The message has been preached. The blood speaks. Hallelujah. If you want prayer today, if you want a change of direction, if you want that blood to be applied, this altar is open. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, the high priest on the day of atonement would take the lamb's blood and once a year he would go in and he would go all the way in with some fear and trembling before the ark of the covenant and he would sprinkle that blood seven times. Seven times. And then when the Lamb of God, Jesus, came, the first time his blood was sprinkled was when they ripped off his beard and blood spurted. And then the next time they put a crown of thorns on his head and the blood spurted. And then they whipped his back and the blood spurted. And then they put some nails in his hands and the blood spurted. I forgot in the garden, the blood spurted. And then they put some nails in his feet and the blood spurted. And then finally they came and they put a sword and a spear in his side and the blood spurted. Seven times for you and me. He fulfilled the atonement sacrifice. The blood that speaks better things than just vengeance and justice because the Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the grace of God.
But thanks be to God, the blood still speaks. Hallelujah, this blood speaks. We're closing this service, but we're not closing God's presence. Hallelujah, we're going to pray. And I want you to pray with me that the blood will speak into our lives. The Bible says that the only thing God is looking for now is a broken and a contrite heart. He said we have to have our hearts sprinkled with the blood. Hallelujah. Father, Lord Jesus, Lord, you've spoken to us today. Lord, you've told us that your blood speaks even a greater message than just judgment, Lord God, but it speaks mercy and grace. Lord, I pray right now, Lord God, for everyone under the sound of my voice, everyone who is at this altar, Lord, that your blood, hallelujah, that redeems, that transforms, that delivers, that heals, hallelujah, will speak to us today, that we don't leave here the same way that we came, but that your blood will speak out in our lives, Lord God, that we are redeemed, that we are covered, hallelujah, that we are delivered, that we are blessed, Hallelujah, that we are saved through your blood. Though God, when you said it's finished on the Calvary's cross, hallelujah, your blood rent the rocks. Lord God, it opened the earth. Hallelujah, it brought deliverance. It brought covering. It brought salvation. Lord, let your blood speak right now into our situation, into our hurt, into our pain. Lord God, to redeem us from a sinful life Lord God we repent right now Lord Jesus we lift up your name right now Lord God we call upon you to speak right now into our situation hallelujah come on church I want you to open your mouth and you pray with us as we pray for those at the altar